You're listening to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast, Episode 90. Welcome to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast, where growth and spirituality create an enhanced life's journey. Balancing life with the wisdom of Egun, Ifa, and Orisha in our everyday lives. I am your host, Yvonne. Welcome to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. I am your host, Yvonne. Thank you for spending some of your time with me to talk about all things spirituality, Orisha, and growth. So turn up the volume in your car, put on your earbuds, grab a cup of coffee, grab something to drink, some nice tea would be good. I think that some coquito or eggnog would be good (laughs) around this time. Let's chat. I want to give you a warning. This episode, I would not allow little, little kids to listen to this because we are going to be talking about a very sensitive topic. And before we get started, we are definitely going to be talking about respect of Iga. But before we get into it, let's get into today's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Your Spiritual Things. Olubumi Creations has said its last goodbye, and Your Spiritual Things is here for you. Do you love Orisha and spiritual things? Me too. This is why I created a space which is dedicated to creating spiritual things from original artwork, especially calligraphy and lettering pieces, which you can have on your walls. From the 16 Megis to sayings about the Orishas. How about having a great saying of your favorite art on a mug or a t-shirt? Because why not? There are cards, decals, Orisha offering dishes, which are all made per order by hand. And look out for limited offerings. There is something for many of the Orishas and spiritual folks. And if you don't see something, reach out and let's see what creative spiritual awesomeness we can create for you. Your spiritual things was made because going to a store to get something nice for someone in the traditions is hard. And there is too much of the same out there, like the same art over and over. Check us out by going to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash Yvonne. And that is I, V as in Victor, O, N as in Nancy. This is Orisha art and spiritual art made by an Orisha worshiper for Orisha worshipers of the world with your spiritual things. Well, there you have it. Um, If you have not seen it, we do have some really nice mugs, which were created because of a suggestion of a very good friend of mine. So if you have a gypsy, if you have a Congo, if you have something like that, we got stuff for you. And even though I haven't posted all of those yet, I am very, very excited about this because 
spirituality is great and we're all into the love of Arisha. However, we are forgetting Egun and we do not want to forget Egun. So go check your spiritual things out. Now let's get started. This is an episode that might be uncomfortable for some of you, and I get it. For some of you, it might be triggering. I get it. And I debated whether I was going to create a video or a podcast. So maybe we will do a follow-up video in the future, but I figured, you know what? There's a lesson in all of this, and why not? Four months, I have been silent on a lot of issues, actually, for years. But when this issue of the misdoings of my former Egbe led by my husband, Baba John, and my godmother, Irma Oshunfumilayo, I wanted to keep the issues separate, the religious side out into the light, and especially because I was told this is what I needed to do. So, here we go. I, I did do what you asked me to do. But I wanted to keep all the other stuff, like the personal side, wrapped really, really tightly under a non-openable lid ever. However, these past few days have revealed the truth that I did not want to face. I wanted to just keep the spiritual side out there on its own the way I was asked to, and I realized that I cannot heal until I speak my truth. And this is when I realized that I was not alone by any means. I was tasked by someone very special to me to speak about the respect of Iya, of mother. I was overwhelmed with the request But since it came from the spiritual world, I was not about to say no, but I didn't know how. Then a few things happened that lit a fire. Okay, more like a beacon to show me that getting over this, I wish you could see me, but I'm like moving my arms around like this, will be going through it. This podcast This special message is dedicated to all of the women who have sacrificed, who have suffered in silence, who have just existed for others and never for themselves. And if for themselves for a tiny bit, then they go back to living for someone else like husband, religion, kids, mothers, in-laws, whatever, etc. I'm going to quote here the showing up of the spiritual uplifting war cry to help me climb out. And um, for this friend who wrote me this, I love you so much. I love you to the moon and back and then to Pluto, whatever's left of it and any other place and then back. I'm going to read to you what was written. Yvonne, wow. Wow. The mouth is the ventilation system of the heart. We do not heal by being quiet. We heal by speaking our truths. That was it. I never responded to that message, even though it came from someone that I love very much, because I literally went internal for days. 
That means not speaking to anyone, no calls, no nothing, maybe a couple of texts. I did do one call yesterday, but that was it. And then as if on cue, I hear a message online that says that in order to heal, I have to speak my truth. These messages, they're all coming in from someone very, very dear to me, and it's just popping up. And this is when someone also close to me asked me this question. Why do you still protect him? And I remember I never answered that question. But that question plagued me for many different days. Why do I protect the one person that I gave myself wholly and fully to? Who has done not only spiritual but emotional atrocities too. And this is when it clicked that I am certainly not alone. As a woman, we go through many things that we go through alone. We are as women, and this can also vary depending on your culture, to withstand the pains given to us. We should attract a king and accept whatever said king gives to us. We should be grateful to have a king by our sides or in front of us. We should always attend to, obey, listen to, do what our king says. We are the examples of what a good wife should be so that our sons know what type of woman to marry and our daughters know what type of woman or wife they should be. The problem stood up for me. Really, a year and a half ago when I realized that my reality was becoming the norm to our children, even though I knew that something was not right. The awakening came out to me after my youngest told me the words that changed my life. And I'm here to begin the discussion on respect to Iga. When we say that we respect mother, do we really? Do we just half-acidly, and yes, I know that's not a word, but it is now, half-acidly say that we respect mothers when we mistreat other women? Yes, this is for men and this is for women. Do you? It is time that as women begin to do things. I'm going to ask for two things. One, respect ourselves. and Two, respect other women. I was going to keep this part of my life silent, quiet, wrapped tightly. I realized that spirituality does not separate us from the person. Either we are spiritually obedient or we're not. It's just no in between. We cannot proclaim that we are great individuals spiritually because when we wake up, we say a few prayers in Yoruba as we're looking out the window. Or because we say words when we're passing a railroad, a river, an ocean, a cemetery, this orisha, that orisha. It doesn't make you a good person. Your actions is what makes you a more spiritually elevated person, not just your words or what I... Uh, actually, it, it wasn't even me. It was a. It was somebody that I know. It used to be a former customer of mine, former client. She used to order uh, jewelry for me, custom made jewelry. That she said, "I don't like pomp and circumstance," and I didn't quite, you know, like. Oh, okay, you don't like it, but 
I didn't realize what it was until now. As a woman, I felt damaged from a long period of time or for a long period of time. But from actually is the correct word because I felt as though there was something wrong with me. And not realizing that this is what makes a person who they are, that they are on a journey. Not that they're broken. It's just what they need to go through in order for them to learn the lessons that they themselves need to learn in this life. So here we go. As you know, I began this podcast as a priest or priestess, or so I thought. And I have to start from ground zero again. I have sat in front of Arumila, in front of Orisha, in front of Egung, and I've gotten my instructions. But this was one that I didn't really want to do because in my mind, if I stay quiet, I will be able to fix this on my own with just a little bit of help around me and just move on. Come to find out that if women keep quiet on these behaviors, then more men will continue to do this to other women and thus messing up a world that Yamaya wanted men to treat women well. Messing up a world that Oshun wanted us all to enjoy our lives. Messing up a world where Oba sees that her daughters will be kept well, will be well treated and in the hands of their men and fathers and sons and brothers. So let's start. Men. Please be mindful of the words that you use with your wives, your mothers in your lives, your, your sisters who happen to be mothers and women who are not mothers yet. Because words create an internal world where it can grow into a crucifying forest for the person who lives in it. If you show your spouse, especially when she is the one who is supposed to be the glue of your family, this does two things. One, it breaks her. It breaks her self-esteem. It just breaks her as a human. And two, it shows the kids of how to treat women. There is no excuse for showing anyone's flaws out there to belittle, to expose, to denigrate your partner. None, not a one. For years, I heard the following. You were nothing until you got with me. You do not have a good ori. You do not make good decisions. You always make bad choices. Look at who you married before. You are a bitch. Nobody likes you. I picked you from a trash can. Your mother has problems because her parents have mental issues, mental health issues. This is what was told to my children. I know that your mom can't help herself. You are not consistent. I am only saying this to you because I want to help you. You can be you. Just tone it down a bit. You don't have to use big words because people think that you're a come mierda, that you're better than everybody else. You had nothing when I met you. I made you what you are. You don't know how lucky you are. I let you do all the craziness that you want to do. Yes, let me. Other things I heard, you are trying to demasculate me by reminding me that you're the one that has the job. Yes, I know the word is emasculate, but this is what he said. And I couldn't correct him anyway, but it's all right. You wouldn't have what you have if it wasn't for me. This is why I need a drumming to my ori, because if it wasn't for my ori, you wouldn't have the blessings that you have. Yes, we could go through each one of those, but in the meantime, 
there are two areas that I want to bring up. If you are in the same religion, remember that no matter who you are or what is your rank, you wouldn't be here if a mother wouldn't have carried you, nurtured you, loved you, had you, fed you, and was there for you. Even if you were adopted, somebody birthed you. If it wasn't for that miracle, you wouldn't be here. So understand that if you hurt a woman, you are hurting the same power that gave life to you. Basically, you are pooping on the power of the ancestral mothers, the origin mothers, the goddess mothers, the Orisha mothers, and the power of Olofi himself who granted this all to all the mothers in the world. If you ever use your power, the little tiny bit that you got to subdue another woman, mother, whether it be spiritual power, sexual power, mental power, anything to overcome, meaning you are using your masculine power, your, your spiritual rank to subjugate a woman. This is a sobo that you're creating, not only for yourself, but for your children and your children's children. You're going against everything that Orisha asked you to uphold. One cannot say, I love Orisha and in the same vein, do things to hurt woman, to hurt mother, to hurt the mother of your children, to hurt the mothers of other children. It is time to revise how we behave. I was told that I am too emotional that I take things too personally, and that they, he, no one is responsible for how I feel. This, I feel, takes away from the responsibility or just takes away the responsibility of those who do bad deeds and put the blame on the other person, which in this case would be the woman. Basically, I could do whatever I want to you and say whatever I want to you, and only you are responsible for how you feel, not me. I'm not responsible how you interpret my attacks to you, be they verbal, be they financial, be they physical, be they spiritual, be they psychological. This is not feasible on the right path. It is true. We are responsible for how we each feel. However, we can also create the environment which will foster love, growth, progress, and faith, or hatred, self-doubt, and just bad things. Another area to bring up is physical violence against women. We cannot say in any way that we love women and that we respect women and mothers, that we are fans of the Yami or the Ajays, that we follow Yamaya or Shun or Ya or Ba, if we use our bodies to strike or threaten another person, especially a mother. The reason why when certain stories create shock within our news and internet feeds it's because we are shocked that that particular person who is a pillar of the community could hurt or abuse his spouse his partner because that should never happen for years i would hear him say i miss the times when we could just slap a bitch and there were certain times that i'm sure that he would have this all came up based on a conversation about Ifa. So I'm going to leave this here for later, for another discussion. However, I'm going to tell you my truth. Because if anything happens to me, I want it to be known what I went through. So here it is. 
Last year, I began to do certain errands because I didn't know what was going to happen to me. Truth be told that while I was going through... <laughs> oh my goodness, I can't believe... I, I'm reading my notes and I'm just thinking back like I really can't believe it. Last year, I was going through life and write-ups and just really bad times. And... I told you I have that nervous laugh and I'm just like picturing things. Oh my God. But anyway, I was trying to still stay married. Truth is, I loved him very, very much. And I was working, uh, still having my full-time job and I was making some money on the side, you know, with Etsy and, and, and having uh, the classes. And I was still trying to have a good time with the kids. I still did Cub Scouts at this point. I'm still taking care of community things. But this divorce has made me look backwards. Number one, to see where I went wrong. When was it that I said yes to this, to all of this? And two, what really happened? What was it? And to call it a name. This part I never, ever wanted to do. Because to shed light on your darkest parts of your world is vulnerable. You feel naked it's very hard and it's humbling and it leaves you exposed, but it is your truth. The truth is that I am a mother three times over. So if anybody deserves the right to be called a yeah, that would be me. And I have alluded to something that happened last year. And there has been a lot of online speculation on what it could have been. What was it that drove me to find that lamp to give you my yad to plead for my marriage? I will say it because if I continue to hide it, then other women will also live in silence to try to protect their marriages, their husbands, their homes, and they will continue to pretend the life is okay. All of this was happening last year, and I still kept plowing forward. You know... I like to tell stories and you know that my stories are never in sequence, but here we go. March 11th of last year marked a huge change in my life. Although it wasn't the first time it was still there. March 11th is when my husband celebrates his Egungung anniversary, but mind you, we are upset. I'm still upset about write-up number one and I'm quiet, but I'm still cooking. I'm still doing the things with the kids, you know, but I don't really speak to him. We're not really on speaking terms, but I'm taking care of, you know, the cleaning because he has demanded I have dinner at 6 p.m. because of an odu that requires him to eat early and that's fine. I will do the best that I can. I'm not always happy about it, but I'll do the best that I can. And even though I'm working from home and trying to earn extra with Etsy with classes, normally he usually dresses in white. He'll open up the shrine space and sometimes has a small dinner with the family coming over. But usually the family will come over and the godchildren. But since we're down here, it's basically just the family. And he wasn't dressed in white and no word. I remember just speaking out loud saying, you know, something to the effect of is the family coming over? He isn't dressed in white. Now, my son, John Jr., was on the table, but as a true teenager, he isn't hearing anything I'm saying. Then I went off into my mind somewhere else, and I know that dinner was over. I remember that my husband was by the front door. He's looking outside. And I remember that he turns around and he tells me that I need to leave the kids out of it. Now, that took me out of my element because I had no idea what he was talking about at that time. 
to make a long story short, we argued. I stood my ground that I wasn't asking John Jr. And he kept on saying that I involved him. And we both kept our grounds. He was saying that I'm lying. I'm saying that I'm not. And I didn't want to keep arguing like from across the house. So I walk up to him, close the door of the garage, close to the door. I'm sorry, I didn't close the door. I'm, I'm close to the door of the garage where he's smoking a cigar. We're still arguing. And yes, people couples argue it's nothing wrong with expressing opposition anyway i kept my ground he kept his and this is when this happened he rushed me he butted his forehead against mine as he pulled his right fist all the way back and he told me to leave him alone before he gives me what i deserve i didn't move not because i didn't want to but i knew that he was about to hurt me and i did not know what to do he asked me to hit me, like, hit me, Dan, hit me. Why don't you hit me? And I'll never forget my response, like, why would I hit you? Like, why would I do that? He stayed there for what seemed like years, but it was seconds. It felt like years. He removed his forehead from mine and asked to be left alone. He slammed a door, which bruised my arm because I did not move from the spot and, and the door kind of hurt my arm. I'm, I'm still on the inside of the house and he's now on the outside of the garage. I quietly let up, left upstairs. I locked myself in one of the kids' rooms and called who? Called my godmother, Shufumilayo, in tears, shaken up. And this is when she sounds supportive. And I remember the first thing she asked me was, who else did you tell this about this to? And I said, no one. She goes, good, let's keep it that way. And then I feel as though she's being supportive. And I was, I was in tears. I was shaken up. And this is when she tells me that perhaps he did this to me because I defrauded him. And because I was not the wife that I said I could be to him. This is not when I realize that I'm in trouble. This is not when I think that I'm not okay. It was about a day or two later when my son tells me, don't worry, mommy, at least he didn't hit you. This is when I realize I am in trouble. Because if my son thinks that this is okay, it could have been worse if he would have hit me, but it's fine. Then... This is a problem for a future wife of his or girlfriend because none of this is okay. By the way, this is why I fell out of trust with the elders of the house because my husband, head of the house, almost punches me in my face while both kids are downstairs. And because my godmother blames me for my husband almost punching me and for the other, Omiara Marilyn, not having the time to help when she knew, she knew that based on her own Alegba shells, he said that my marriage was in trouble with both my godmother and my husband. This is what I would like to share. If you think that you're a big man, that Olofi, Orumila, Orisha, Eguns will bless you when you have physically threatened or hurt your lady, a lady, some lady, then you do not know how much Osobo you are entwining around your own destiny. Yes, this goes for girls too, for women. Before I begin to get the, oh my God, you're lying. Baba John would never do this to you or anyone. Be mindful that this has been verified with different entities, readings, and in front of far too many witnesses right now 
who I'm sure doubted me too, until it was time to figure out, is this true or not? The first time was when I was pregnant that the colors were shown, but he told me that it was my fault because I do not know when to shut up. The second time is when something was thrown at me and this was done in front of both kids and my godmother. When he threw a slipper at me, I ran to the room. Let me see. It was definitely the kids' room. I remember uh, my godmother, of course, she stayed, you know, comforting my husband. And I was alone crying. And I was in fear. And this is when I was thinking, oh, my freaking God, I'm about to move down south with a man who is capable of throwing something at me. But I felt that it was too late as we had just bought the home and we were packing to leave. And I didn't want to do that. And I'm like, maybe it's my fault. Maybe I did this. Because I guess that in my mind, I can make you throw something at me because I deserve it. I am learning that when you raise your hands to a woman, that the entities got your number. There's nothing that you can do to save yourself from that wrath unless you can correct the wrongs and make them right. And unless you do right by the people that you hurt and do better. Let's move on to the treatment of women. For years, my... Looking for water. There we go. Um, for years... My argument has been that women have it historically worse than men. There are parts of the world that a woman could get stoned or killed in the middle of the street if she disobeys her husband. There are women who are being sold against their wishes. There are women who are sexually sold as cattle, basically. Women who, to this day, get paid less than a man for the same job in most places. Women can't be fierce, but men could be. If a woman is fierce, she's a bitch. If a man is fierce, he is a beast. Huh. We must keep in mind that we're all individuals and we all have a piece of God within us. And when we mistreat another one who also has God within them, we betray these things that we preach about. I'm going to tell my story because I know that I'm not alone. I have been reached out by many women who are going through some barbaric situations as well. When I was told that we would not work out, I was hoping that Alegbo was wrong. Yes, I am that dodo who was hoping an Arisha was wrong, but you know he's not wrong. I began to try to fight to change my husband's mind, but eventually resigned. I resigned about the time when the infamous trip to Paris happened. There's no way that a godchild, any godchild, would take their godparents to Paris. Out of all places, Paris! This is when I resigned and accepted that he wasn't mine anymore. After my godmother accuses me of embezzlement, he accuses me of robbing him too, my life falls apart, but it becomes worse. This is when he accuses me of poisoning my family with old food. By the way, this was pre-prepared family meals, like meal preps. Oh my God, there's so many great great YouTubers who have great recipes on meal prepping. And then you put everything into the freezer. We used to have a big, big freezer, which by the way, he kept. 
he accuses me of having the little one in the car without a seatbelt when of course that's never true. This is when he began to constantly attack with his attorney. This is when he stops to help me financially and leaves me on my own. He would normally give me $400 or 450 depending if there was like a loan, which he does have an existing loan with me, but oh well. So 400 or 450 And the last time he helped me out with anything financially was in March of this year. So he left me financially to carry the entire house with the exception of my godmother's one half of the mortgage. The rest, I was on my own. No help from anyone. Now let's move to June. By this time, we have told the kids about the divorce. They took it much better than what I expected, but now I do not need to hide anymore And we both begin to pack. He's starting to buy boxes. I'm starting to buy boxes and bins. I think I'm mostly bins. I don't think I have many boxes now that I think about it. But anyway, I'll never forget this June 23rd. I packed as much as my art supplies in the loft as I could. And another mom tells me that she is going to help me to move some of the items that she is going to empty out her SUV and she could bring her little one to play with my little one while we're packing up the cars and she'll pack her SUV. I'll pack my little car. When we are leaving, this is when she tells me that the police are here. I am thinking, oh my God, something happened to my neighbors and it's, it's happened before. So I'm like, oh my God, who is it? Cause I'm thinking the neighbor to that side, it's a big family. And I'm like, crap, what could have happened? Come to find out that this police visit was for me. The officer tells me that there's nothing for me, me, the wife, to do, as he, my husband, was told that this is a civil matter and that there's nothing to be done. Basically, they what he wanted was for me to be arrested for stealing what he considered his things, which was basically my art supplies. This is when now I am fully aware that if my husband could, is capable of wrongfully trying to get me arrested, I'm not safe there anymore. And because I couldn't show him every single thing that I was packing, because he kept threatening me before that, you know, you're breaking the law because I'm not, I'm not, I don't know what you're packing. And it's like, I didn't take anything of his. But anyway, because each of my paints and inks and brushes were not approved by him before I packed it, that I was in trouble legal trouble, according to him, um, criminal trouble. And the next day I left my home with my little one and the clothes on my back and my dog and a little small bag of food for her. I thought I was in hell, but hell really began after that day. He stopped helping financially fully and I was responsible for my new rental and the former home. He refused to pay for any utilities, even though he was no longer giving me any more money. And he is living at the old house. I was drowning financially. And I didn't know how or when I was going to do this. He continued to live in the former home, scot-free, for free. April, May, June, July, August, September. So for those months, I had to pay for my rental, all of my living expenses, and his By the way, at this point, my godmother is back there and she works. She's also co-owner of the house and nothing. I was expected to pay for everything and I did, but I was drowning. I had to get a personal loan out there to help me make ends meet. 
And even when I asked him to help me with overages of the phone bill when he was in Paris, he just told me that I could take it off the exit ceremony of my two funerals. And um, when the home was sold, it was a relief, but only just. My husband kept many of our things from gifts, makeup, perfumes, all of the home's furniture except for two items, all of the home's appliances. And I mean all of them with the exception of, I think it was four little ones and they were from the kitchen. He kept the sofa, the beds, all the tables, outdoor stuff, decoration, Christmas, rugs, cleaning, anything and everything, all the steam, like Everything, he kept it all. Even my favorite massager that I got on sale kept that too. And many of the things that he did give me got ruined in the rain, broken because he put them all into trash bags and left them in the driveway for either trash man or for me to pick up whichever one because he said that was very helpful to me. This is where I have to, in order for me to come pick up things, I need a police escort. And my godmother, former at this time, she sat down to watch me as I packed a truck that I rented with a friend of mine, a kid from Boy Scouts and a neighbor, just to make sure that I didn't steal anything. And I remember as the rain poured, this is the man who just refused to move his car two inches so that I could bring out that one piece of large furniture. I had to purchase everything from the beginning. From plates to chairs to tables, beds, living room, broom, makeup. (laughs) I had to purchase a hairdryer (laughs) because he kept it. (laughs) I'm actually, I'm looking at my notes. I can't even, I just can't believe that that happened. But it did. The dates and nights that I smiled, even though I didn't think that I had a single positive vibe to give the nights that um I sat down crying wondering how am I going to do this why this is when the spiritual comes to life during this time is when it comes out in multiple spiritual arenas that he you know what has he has done to me Without me saying a word, by the way. I did not disagree. Most of the time, my responses were just tears and cries. And um, the sorrow that was filled with my own personal shame. Shame because how the hell did I put myself here? And let me tell you, the pity party is real. But if I keep this pity party going, it will not do any good. When there are other women who are also going through mistreatment and abuse by the men that they have loved, especially men in our traditions when we are supposed to be striving for better. This brings me back to self-love and the love and respect of Arisha. One cannot claim that they are followers of Arisha. If you are okay with hurting your children's mother, if you are okay to raise your fist at her, to throw something at her, to try to take her livelihood, when it is her livelihood that gave you a good life for many years, if we do not regard well that one person who has given life to another or who has the capacity to bring life, who has brought life already. Really? 
How can a person just sit there and say, yes, I have a good ori. Yes, Olodumare is proud of me. And yes, I am a good example. Yes, I am a good person. The respect to mother is a challenge. Yes, I challenge you. Can you truly say that you do respect mother? What mother stands for? What mother truly is? Look, none of us would be here without mother. If we hurt mother, the ancestral and cosmic mother will not be happy with us. I am making this recording with my heart in my hands. I have been wanting to say something for a while. But I'm going to tell you something. These are the six worst words you can tell a woman in trouble. I don't want to get involved because I've heard that. We are here living a reality which can help our beacon later when we pass from this world. This will depict what kind of eggons we're going to be. This will determine what type of eggon you will be for your children and your children's children. What kind do you want to be? Do you want to be that eggon that needs 24 elevation misas because you didn't know how to treat a woman? Do you want to be that eggon that they have to light all kinds of freaking candles all the time and a large amount of prayers to you because you were a jerk to mother while you were alive? Why? We are living examples to humanity and our children. We are also the carriers of a small piece of Arisha and God within each one of us. Do we really want to show and give crap to mother on earth? If you are married to Yemaya, would you raise your hand to her? Would you raise your fist to her? Would you take away her livelihood? so that she wouldn't have anything to survive with? Would you want her to suffer? Would you constantly point out to her that her bosoms is too large, or she is too large, or she's not good enough, she's not woman enough? Then why do that to one of God's daughters? It's time that we look into the future. What do I mean by that? If we do not take care of, nurture, love, and truly admire the essence, that magical force that also brought you here to this world, then you are crapping on the energy, love, and magic that the existential mothers have given to us. I challenge you to ask yourself, do you respect mother? You have reached the end of this episode. I know that, let me tell you, I I know that you're probably thinking about your questions to answer that. You don't need to respond to me, just to yourself. And there are some days that you may not be able to respond that in a great way. Because maybe on this day you were not very good to mother. I get it. Maybe you were a jerk to somebody in the supermarket who happens to be a mother. Maybe she was a jerk too. She deserved it. So you think. I know this is hard, but I wanted to share this because for women, you're not alone. There is help out there. You just have to open your mouth. It's vulnerable you feel naked out there. You feel like um, like a Lifetime movie. <laughs> like it's gone wrong. You're not alone. 
There are organizations out there who will help you. We're not just talking about domestic violence. We're talking about other groups. There are support groups out there. I make a call out to the community so that we can have things within our spiritual realm so that people can feel safe. Because I have spoken to people who have dated priests who have mistreated them in public, in private. It's not okay. And I didn't even know how to begin to tackle the respect to mother. But we need to start. We really do. I think it's about time that we make our ancestral mothers proud. We need to stop this as men and women. We need to stop hurting each other as women. And stop hurting ourselves or allowing all of this to happen. Especially if you live in the Western world. You have more options open to you. To help you. And I was told recently. You need to speak your truth. Because you're not going to be able to heal. Everybody's like we hope you heal. It's going to be great. Don't worry about it. Just leave it all behind. When you're dealing with things and a history with such mm, environment, it's really hard to just heal and move on, huh? And um, I'm putting myself out there. Just know that you're not alone. You can get help. You can exit a bad situation. You can start over but we cannot leave our mothers out there on their own because you're not just leaving her alone. There are children, there are family members. One person's life affects many. And if we hurt one, it will affect many. Well, this was one of those episodes that I don't know how they're going to make you feel, but I'm in absolute tears because this is a part I never wanted the world to see, but I don't think I can heal if you don't call it a name, if you don't call it what it is out publicly into the light. And I'm exhausted of trying to just protect when those that I've tried to protect have not protected me. And when I'm hurt, this affects many others. And I didn't realize when one person is off, it will affect her children, her family, her friends, her job. All of these other things will hurt. Why can't we just, you know, if you don't like a person, let them go. Let them go. You don't have to denigrate and destroy an individual. Because when you do, you're trying to destroy a part of God in them. I don't want to be in that spot. Now, I will say this. This was one of those episodes that was a little difficult to make. I will ask 
everybody to take this challenge, to think about it, and to especially in the upcoming 2023 and beyond, to be a better human to all of the other humans. Because that is what is going to measure the strength of our light when we pass on. Oh boy, this was one of those heavy episodes. (laughs) Jeez, I think I need an ice cream or something. I wanted to thank you for hanging out to the reality. I don't know what to call it. I don't want to call it the bitter end, but to the real, real, real end. And I wanted to say, if you have found this podcast podcast episode helpful, one of the ways that you can help is by sharing it. If you also find value in the content that I provide and what I do, check out my Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash Yvonne underscore reborn. That would be IV as in Victor O and as in Nancy underscore reborn. And you will have access to the podcasts before they are published to the rest of the world, plus other perks and exclusives. Also, if this will come out in YouTube, so If you like this material on YouTube better, just subscribe, press on the little bell icon, and you'll be notified every time that you, that there is a new video made. I wanted to thank you for your support this past year, especially. I just want you to know, I have read most of the messages you have sent me. Yes, even the bad ones. (laughs) It's really hard when you go out there and um, you step into an arena where you are marked to lose because nobody steps up against, you know, somebody who's well-known. And even though you have the truth in hand and it's been verified, it's still very difficult to stand there. To all of the women out there who have gone through somebody mistreating them, I want you to know my heart is with you. You are not alone, but sometimes it is very hard to ask for help, and God knows I know that so well. Ask for help. Your mothers, all of your spiritual mothers would want you to. How about this? Spiritual fathers would want you to get help too. We're all here to help each other in this human journey. You are beautiful. You are amazing. You have a piece of God in you and that makes you a part of God too. Don't let anyone, anyone sit, step, just, just destroy the light that is yours. We are living a human experience, but we should be better with the guidance of the advice that we received from Egum, from Orisha, from Ifa. Let's just rock on. Let's put this year behind us. Let's be better human beings. And with that, let's end this episode. Until next time, let all of your elevated ancestors, all of Orisha, bless you immensely. Till next time, dabble. 
Thank you for listening to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes at orishawisdom.com forward slash podcast. Can't get enough of Orisha Wisdom? Check us out at orishawisdom.com and subscribe to our community. Remember, the wisdom of Egun, Orisha, and Ifa is all around us. Be blessed and until next time.